Welcome to the Reunion Belleville podcast, a place where everyday people apprentice to Jesus. We're glad you pulled up a seat and we hope that today's lead-in encourages you to take your next step. Hi, right, good morning. I don't know if you know this about our family, but about eight, I guess it would be more like nine years ago, we had a, we had a little boy move in with us. CAS had removed him from a, another location because he was abused and came from a sad situation where terrible things were done and said to him, I even myself heard his mother refer to him as worthless. She said things like, I wish you were dead. I wish you were never born. Words have the power to define us. They have the power to form us and turn us into something and even someone else. And Jesus called these things sin. See, anything that undoes our being and our identity. Sin isn't so much a list of right and wrong, but anything that disforms us or reforms us away from our God-given identity. This poor little boy was sinned against, and sadly he was becoming the sin he told he was. This little boy came into our home then very shy, uh, very quiet, very nervous, but also very mad. He would throw things, break things, hit and spit at Kristen. He was broken. And one day he did something, and so I put him in his room for a bit of a, a timeout, and I closed the door. And as I did, he lost his mind. I quickly opened the door and remembered where he had been and who the situation had turned him into. Closing the door on this little boy rushed him back into the locked closet he was saved from. We never did that again. When this little boy acted out of himself, uh, when he reflected where he had been instead of where he was, we no longer closed the door. We would sit with him, talk with him, and remind him he was loved and welcomed and always a part of our family. We told him who he was and therefore how it looked to live that way. You're a good boy. You're kind. And so spitting and hitting, it's, it's not who you are. It's not our family. And over time, this little boy stopped spitting. He stopped ripping things off the wall and started acting and stopped acting like everything they told him he was and began to live according to who he was becoming, in fact, who he had always been. And one day I was tucking him into his bed and he looked up to me and he said, Daddy, I love home. It was the first time he ever called me Daddy. In fact, his mom was shocked because it was the first time he had ever used the word. And so in that moment, I was shocked too. I wasn't his daddy. But he was my little buddy. He was a part of our family, and this was his home. Daddy might not have been the literal truth, but it was this little boy's experience. Daddy was the language of safety, peace, and rest that finally this little boy wasn't just in a house, but he was finally a part of a home. For the next year, we would uh, go out, obviously, and do things in public. And, and when people would hear, hear uh, this little guy call me daddy, they'd be quick to let everyone else know who he was and who I wasn't. People have a weird obsession with categories. People want to put others neatly into boxes and say, this is who you are, and therefore this is who you aren't. You're conservative, liberal, an addict, homeless, user, abuser, anti-vaxxer, anti-masker. You're pro-life, pro-choice, Christian, Baptist, Pentecostal. You're pre-trib, post-trib, no-trib, Bible-believing, or you're a, a heretic. You have a traditional view or an affirming view, and the list goes on. But my buddy... He never cared about the categories because the only thing that seemed to matter to him was that he was in. He was in our lives, in our home, and in our family. The only category he knew and needed to know was in. 
He was in no ifs, ands, or buts, and he thrived. Our caseworker was shocked about the progress he made in both language and his behavior, and all we did was love the hell out of this little boy. We literally loved the hell, the broken lies that were destroying this boy out of his, uh, out of his identity. We loved them out of him by simply confirming who he always was. Today we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus the Christ. There is a ton that I could say about what all means, but the simple truth that I want to highlight today is that when Jesus rose, categories died. It's estimated that by the time God shows up in, in the incarnation, there's about 613 laws and therefore categories, 613 ways to separate people into groups here and there. And the amazing thing about Jesus, the radical love of God, is that he threw them all out. And in the resurrection, Jesus instated a new category to, to trump all categories. Forgiven. Everyone forgiven. That's right. God knew and invited all people to see themselves and others as forgiven. No longer a sinner who doesn't do X, Y, or or Z, or someone who does A, B, C. Jesus' death and resurrection overwhelmed the system and reset the world's identity. From now on, you're no longer in because of what you do. You're in because of what Jesus did and what God says. Forgiven. And this was the early church's beautiful message of good news. Ben read earlier from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 16. It says this, so, when we stopped evalu- so we stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. AKA, we stopped the tribal categorizations, the in, the out, the good, the bad, the sinner, and the saint, gods, and not. We stopped because at one point we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. How differently we know him now. And so this means, in verse 17, this means that anyone, everyone, and anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life and world has begun. And all this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task. Us, these people, you and I, who know that we're in, who know that we're forgiven. He's giving us this task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. Come back to God because you're in. You are forgiven. Come home. Come home and find out who you are without the categories. Come come home and find out who you are in the eyes of your Abba. God doesn't close the door, disown, pull away, forsake, or open some pit where sinners are thrown into hell. In the grave, Jesus walked into hell and pulled all of creation, everyone who was in, back to life. You are forgiven. You have always been forgiven. You will always be forgiven. What does God do to sin? He doesn't hold it against you. God forgave you. My little buddy always didn't know that he was a part of our family. He didn't always know he was loved. He didn't always know he was safe and secure. He, he didn't always know he wasn't going to be scolded or get locked away. But over time, he knew. And over time, this little boy was restored, not because of what he was doing, but because he finally began to know who he had always been in. Imagine the reaction if we burn the box of categories to the, to the ground. Imagine if we threw the box where some people believe God will throw them. Imagine if 
if you could see yourself as God sees you, how might you be free to relax, rest, and restore? Our community, Reunion Belleville, and Reunion as a network, is an outpost of the kingdom of God where there's one category, forgiven. We have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. Instead, we're bringing everyone in because guess what? They're, they've always been in. People haven't always known it. The church has sadly seldom ever said it, but it's true. God loves the hell out of you. Someday when you least expect it, maybe when you're relaxing or looking at a sunrise, maybe even enjoying a cold ugh, spring water ski, you'll take a deep breath and say, Abba, I love home. And God will smile because you're finally becoming yourself. What does God do to sin? Forgives it. You are in. What would it look like to start living your identity? What is God saying to you and how will you respond? Thank you for listening to today's lead-in. We pray that you were able to learn something about Jesus today, but equally important, we pray that you sense a step you might take in response. What would it look like for you to live with Jesus today in light of our discussion? You can learn more about our community at www.reunionbelleville.com and we're always here to walk with you.